practice safe potting safe potting right next to each other yes <laughs> but, but got her, shh, got don't tell own... don't tell dina yeah don't tell little dina uh we, we each got our we each got our own apparatuses tonight which i thought was uh responsible yeah responsible for sure and it's nice to have randy back exactly a little brother to yeah to teddy he's a little cute little guy yeah <laughs> he's nice yeah well F forty one. F forty one, man. It's uh, it's been a ride, buddy. It has been a ride. Uh, I love the pod, but I cannot wait for this fantasy season to be over. <laughs> it's been a nightmare. You know, <laughs> my dad always said, "Maddie, you see the same guys on the way up the ladder as you do on the way down." Yeah, you that's know, true. that's true. <laughs> Fuck. You would know. Yes, I would know. <laughs> Top banana, bottom rung. Mm-hmm. No in between. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, you know what? Like, I say that for the 40. Uh, d- average year in the triple. But the auction league, I'm having a heck of a time. I'm loving it. Yeah, I mean, the eight-person league, I think, would be fun. It is fun because your team is so deep. Uh, and it makes for, like, big scores and pretty competitive all around. Like... The guy that's in last place always has a shot of mm-hmm. coming because his guys are so good. It just depends yeah. who's popping and who and has who's a, not. Who has a good week? Who's what's popping? Taking a uh, Chris Kirk Cousins on uh, this week. Nice, nice. And I have Watson and Will Fuller, uh, and they they had a huge fucking game. <laughs> oh yeah, is it a PPR league? Uh, half PPR, half PPR. Nice. Yeah, that's sev- the way to go. Seventy points between the two of them. The forty has to adopt the half PPR at the very least. The forty is the no fun league at this point. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, that's true. I mean, like I do want happy. I think half PPR is the smallest measure we could do. Yeah, are, we've talked about other things we can do at at nauseum. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, at forty one. Let me before you go ahead with our sponsor. Oh, we didn't. Oh, we. Uh, I have. I have a sponsor. Oh, okay. Good. I have a sponsor. Uh, we're gonna talk about episode. Which episode it is? <laughs> Alvin Kamara of the BFB. Mm-hmm. Or if you prefer, Antoine Bethay, 
who played for a plethora of teams, Indianapolis, San Fran, Arizona, and the G-Men. Roman Hopper. <laughs> Roman Hopper. <laughs> DB uh, played for the New Orleans Saints and the uh, Carolina Panthers. Anthony Harris, current safety for the Minnesota Vikings. Terry Kirby, a running back for Miami, San Francisco, and Oakland. J.D. McKissick. Ooh, and uh, I believe old Johnny Boy started him against yeah. you this week. Yeah. I think this might be my week I beat John. Yeah. Uh, I got I, a good I'm not feeling on that. I got a feeling. <laughs> no, I don't know. We're not gonna. I'm gonna talk. We're yeah. not. Gonna, I'm not gonna give you that yet. All right. I'm not gonna give you that yet. All right. Uh, but yeah, his teammate Antonio Gibson popped off today. Yeah, three tutties. First, uh, first rookie to get three tutties on Thanksgiving since Randy Moss did it. Three tutties, three catches. Three. Yeah, that was a crazy. <laughs> that was crazy. Oh yeah, big time. Um, yeah, uh, Captain Munnerlin, Captain Munnerlin, <laughs> DB, Carolina, Minnesota, uh, fullback, a little huncho love, Lorenzo Neal, Ooh. New Orleans, several one-year stops and then finish off in San Diego, Terrence Newman, cornerback for Dallas, Cincinnati, Minnesota, Brian Piccolo, running back for the Chicago Bears, who was part of the movie and the story with Gail Sayers, Brian's song. Mm-hmm. Seems to be the running theme this year. Still haven't seen it. Check it out. Uh, and then Eugene Robinson, who had one of the nicknames I didn't know about, The Prophet. Oh. Defensive back. 15-year career, mainly with the Seattle Seahawks. All right. Yeah. It's a good list. Yeah, it's pretty good. I mean, Alvin Kamara is definitely the standout. Yeah. For yeah. now, for current NFL fans, for sure. Um, sponsor this week. Um <laughs> It's Marty's Broken Hot Water Tank. <laughs> oh, no. Hey, you know, I do know a few plumbers. <laughs> All right? Oh, shit has been cold in the 40. Yeah, it's uh, it's been rough. And you know what? You were riding high because you said I was going to lose out. Yes. And uh, you know what, Maddie? I just couldn't let that happen. No. No. Couldn't let that happen. <laughs> Couldn't let it happen. You definitely had a plan coming into it. Sounds like you have a plan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know what? Utter disappointment. Uh, the week started off strong. Not going to lie. Uh, and you can attest, you were texting me in yeah. the early morning window. I was, man. I was about to. I was. I was. My toes were on the cliff. Oh. Because if I was going to lose to a guy who started PJ Walker, I was going to end my fantasy football career. <laughs> I was done. I was done with it. And everything turned around. I mean, everything came up huncho. Everything came up huncho. I started PJ Walker in two leagues. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I won in the Flyers League, won in the 40. Yeah. And I won in my money league. I went three for last weekend. Yeah. Well, on the backs of uh, Josh Thiel- Allen. And, and Mr. Thielen. Mr. Adam Nine. Thielen. Second week in a row that Mr. Adam COVID-19 Thielen <laughs> gets you the W. Because mm-hmm. he helped you beat Feldy. And then he puts up something preposterous like 28 points. Yeah. He uh, did have a good game. Cool. That one-handed catch in the end zone. Crazy. So, needless to say... I lost the bet. You know, uh, funny story about plumbers. A good friend of mine who's a plumber, you know him very well, Victor. Yes. 
he got called over to my other friend Brendan's house because he had Brendan had a plumbing issue, okay? And and Victor's like not really a plumber anymore, but he's a plumber by trade, okay? He goes over to Brendan's house and <laughs> I don't know, I can't remember exactly what was wrong, but Victor couldn't fix it, okay? And so Brendan looks at him and he says, Well what the fuck am I supposed to do? He says, I don't know, man, call a plumber. <laughs> to say disappointment yeah you're Um, you're in tough man i mean it's been a it's been a rough road but that's that's fantasy man it's a cruel cruel oh yeah for sure but you know what head down let's get through this regular season who cares if i lose out the rest of the next two i just need one win in the playoffs yeah absolutely that's all i need so and so i'm kind of playing i mean like in the back of my mind there numerically is a chance i can make the playoffs <laughs> but I, I, i'm not mathematically eliminated yet <laughs> yeah but i think even happen. if i'm riding high then i can play for first which i was thinking about today yeah if i won the first overall pick mm-hmm. could i trade it for prior picks? to the draft yes could i trade it trade for back like back in the draft yeah could i trade it for like the fourth and the eighth or something like that yeah but who owns the fourth and the eighth oh right you wouldn't have to yeah you have to get a guy like give you his first and his second and his second but that who who is dominant enough in fantasy that guys would be like yeah sounds like a plan i'm drafting travis kelsey (laughs) yeah I was you know? just thinking about yeah you're right I wouldn't be able to get two because that's what I was thinking I was like scheming in my yeah head, scheming you know? <laughs> for sure but if you're like oh man you can have Christian McCaffrey the guy if he's got fourth overall he's like okay fine I'll wait for Dalvin Cook <laughs> like not, yeah. not a big trade off right? no I know so unless there was an absolute you know head and shoulders guy I don't think uh, yeah I don't know if I like if I would like picking first. Yeah, well, we talked about it last week. I don't. Yeah, uh, like that. I think it handcuffs you. Yeah, I did it the year I had Saquon, and you just you put so much pressure on your second and third pick. Yeah, they have to be good. They you have, have to, to hit. hit. They have to hit. Um, so, anyways, back to the bet. Uh, Gord's been paid. Yes, he's got his bottle. Yes, we're good. And you know, I went easy on you. Twenty-six dollar bottle, not bad. Yeah, I appreciated that. It's <laughs> <laughs> not like I made you buy a fucking $50 bottle of Maker's Mark or something. <laughs> yeah, I definitely wouldn't have done that to you. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. But honestly, Wiser's Deluxe is fucking good whiskey, man. Yeah, it's funny because uh, obviously I had to pick up a bottle for tonight's episode. And I came back, came downstairs to put it in the beer fridge, and there were already two other bottles <laughs> of Weisers in the yeah. fridge. <laughs> well, Whoops. Okay. Yeah. Well, whatever, right? Uh, okay, well, it's been a while since we've touched on it, but uh, we're back with our buddy Rodrigo Blankenship. And Randrigo is here as well. Yeah, to celebrate. Yes. A couple things came out uh, this week about Rodrigo Blankenship. The first is... That he leads all AFC kickers in Pro Bowl voting with over 44,000 in the oh. early going. So if you want to see Rodrigo in the Pro Bowl, get him out there. Head over to the website, 
and smash that vote button. <laughs> <laughs> Voting lasts until December 17th. Um, and then this this quote's been circulating around about our, our boy. When he was asked uh, what, how he, what he did to celebrate when he got drafted. Was it drafted? Uh, What's this guy fuck? Oh, when he secured the starting job. Like yeah, that's what it was. When you got the call and they said you were the man. Uh, yeah, so um, I think the night before, I think I just spent it um, building some Lego sets and uh, just talking to my girlfriend. <laughs> Blanco. Yeah. Same guy that spits hot bars. Yeah, he's got bars. I think if I was a kicker in the NFL, I think I would be a little bit, you know... Kickers seems like they seem like geeks to me, but I think I would be more like the kicker and the replacement. <laughs> yeah. You know, like yeah, you mentioned him last week. You know, <laughs> drunk, uh, like fucking shirtless. Yeah, barely practicing, but just nailing kicks. Wearing the oldest pair of umbros. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, the nice. Um- I had a pair of umbros when I was a kid. Not everybody did. Yeah, you tied them the traditional way around the bottom of the boot. Wrap it once. Yeah. Oh, oh you yeah, had you to. did. You had to. A good Scottish boy. Yeah. Of course you did that. <laughs> Probably did that when you were playing fullback too. Hey, laddie. <laughs> yeah, uh, my my grandfather actually used to be the coach of the Edmonton Scottish. It was like a. Edmonton minor league like a men's league yeah like, it was like a competitive me- men's yeah league. it was like competitive men's league and they played other nationalities oh my so God. it was like the Edmonton Itals the Edmonton Polacks sounds like a powder keg yeah <laughs> yeah and my dad said when they were kids man they had all these guys like from Scotland that would like stay at their house because they would like just be fresh to Canada right and they'd be playing on the soccer team so yeah, it was, it was crazy, crazy times over for the kid, old Graham <laughs> and Kenilworth. Yeah, fuck. Oh man. All right. Well, uh, should we jump into text and answer? Yeah, yeah, we can jump in. We a okay. uh, little light this week. Yeah, that's okay. We got a little bit more and pass it, I believe. Yeah, exactly. That's you know what's good. Keeping it short. Yeah. Also hard making questions each week <laughs> <Yeah>. for yourself <laughs> to answer <laughs> well we got a couple this week <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay uh, well i got one from tay from bonnie dune hasn't written in for a while mm. um he's keeping it nice and simple and, and i asked him today if he wanted to send in a question so it was before tonight's game and asked, tay, asked or begged <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, just uh, simply asked um and tay's a big dallas guy and obviously Dallas uh, got a whooping laid on him by Washington. Hot boys. Yeah, the hot boys. Um, and he, he kept it simple. He just said, who wins the NFC East? Man. Uh, after, okay, after, uh, I thought going into this week, and I guess the uh, week 12, this current week, that it was going to be Philly. Yeah. But after watching them against the Browns, so obviously I watched them much closer. Mm-hmm. Holy man, Carson Wentz is a shell of himself. Yeah. Like actually watching a full game of him play, his decision making. Executives are saying he's mentally defeated. Oh my god! Yeah, so it's not Philly for me anymore. It's uh, I think it's Washington. Man, they definitely have the best defense. The line, that line is ferocious. Yeah, and man. now Alex Smith is kind of finding his groove. Uh, Gibson had a great game on the ground. Yeah, I mean, granted, Dallas is pretty soft on defense but 
Still, um, you know what? I'm honestly leaning towards Washington, too. Yeah, I think that's the play. I I do think, though, <laughs> Giants have Cincy this week. Okay. So that's a winnable game. Oh, what? They is... have the same record. <laughs> so it's not even... Uh, like. <laughs> Ridiculous. Yeah, that I'm saying this. Okay. <laughs> so Giants have Cincy. Yeah. This with, week. With uh, Brandon Allen at QB. With Brandon Allen at QB. Then next week they have the Seahawks. So that's probably a loss. But then they have Arizona. That's, damn it, that's another loss. <laughs> uh, then they play Cleveland on the 20th, September, or er, in, yeah. in December. Serve them another one. Another L. No, 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 no. Well, and then Baltimore. Ah, you know what? I'm telling you right now, there's only three teams in the league that have a better record than Cleveland. Really? Yeah. So, you know, there's a lot tied at 7-3 to three mm-hmm. head into this week, but there's only three better. P- uh, Pittsburgh. Kansas City. Kansas City. And uh, who's the other one? Green Bay. Mm, not sure about that one didn't who didn't green bay lose last week yeah it's indianapolis indianapolis went to seven and three last week to tie the browns that's what it was Mm. um it is the yeah the steelers the chiefs and the saints eight and two oh yeah okay the saints yeah Yeah. eight and two See, but Washington has a rough go of it. They play Pittsburgh next next week. Yeah, that's a tough one. Then they play the Niners. Eh, they could win that game. And then Washington plays Seattle in week 15. So that's a tough one. Yeah. Uh, then they play Carolina. That's a winnable game in week 16. And then week 17, they play Philly, which is a winnable game. So, I don't know. Washington has the easier schedule down the stretch. Right. So you're sticking with Washington? or mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I think Washington is the is the leader in the clubhouse. Of the dumpster fire. Yeah. NFC East. It's bad. It is bad. It's terrible. NFC least, baby. <laughs> NFC least. Oh, that's good. <laughs> I like that. Uh, not mine. Um, okay. Next one. Qu- uh, next one question. <laughs> Uh, Only come, 18 minutes in, Yeah, right? that's all right. Rockpile John writes in, and he says, Gord, Matt, our division would most aptly resemble the NFC East, with the exception of Andrew. Which real NFL div would you say resembles the other two N40L divisions? Ooh, that's a good question. It is a good question. Um, yeah, and begrudgingly, I guess we're the NFC East. Yeah, oh, 100%. Yeah, I am. Well, but you know what? I mean, I'm Dallas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're Dallas. Yeah. Uh, um, so I would say the old English division with at seven and three, or seven and four, eight and three, six and five. I would say they're the AFC North. Yeah. Um, and then the downtown degenerates. I would say the NFC West. Yeah. Uh, Actually, no, because the NFC West has three really good teams in it. Yeah, that's a that's an interesting question if you look at it. Yeah, that Colt 45 division. Uh, they it, would probably be the NFC North. Yeah. Because they've got Green Bay at the top, Minnesota right behind them, 
And then they've got Chicago. Chicago. Five. five. And <clears throat> what's the other team in the NFC North? Detroit. Oh yeah, Toronto Blank. <laughs> <laughs> oh, twenty minutes in. Honcho. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I agree with those. Also, it's a lot to look at on the fly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you could have you fucking said that one to me a little earlier. Dude, he sent it to me literally halfway through last week. Like, it, it came so long ago, I forgot about it. Oh. Stuck her in the script. Boom, you read on to it, and you're like, holy shit, should have prepared that one. <laughs> That's all right. That's all right. Oh. Well, <laughs> do we have one from our boy? From our boy? Our guy. Our boy. I knew my rent was gonna be late about a week ago. I worked my ass off, but I still can't pay it <laughs> But I got just enough to get off in this club and be a good time before my time is up. Hey, let's get it now. <laughs> Mr. 305 Mr. 305 Mr. Worldwide He writes in and says Boys, with American Thanksgiving upon us And the holidays right around the corner What's your favorite way to cook a bird? And We know that we're all thankful during these merry times What are you guys thankful for? I know for me After a few tall boys and Gordon mixed drinks Around the pod table <laughs> It doesn't matter if I ate some turkey. I always get crushed some McDonald's on the Uber ride home. <laughs> um, I have never cooked a turkey. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I've had smoked spatch cooked turkey. So spatch cooked is when you open the bird up. Mm. You cut it. Like cut like the rib cage in half and you fucking fold it open. Okay? Like and a book. Yes. Yeah. Like a novel. Right. And uh <laughs> but the trick is you brine it in buttermilk and like coriander and like peppers and like shit like that prior to the smoking for about twelve hours. Best bird I've ever had. Really? Yeah. You ever had a deep fried bird? Never had a deep fried bird, but I heard it's good. Yeah, I've never had one either. They've all been from the oven. Yeah. Yeah. Oven birds are not bad. No, they're good. I'm more of a ham guy though. Yeah, I'm not the biggest fan of turkey, to be honest. I like dark meat turkey. Yeah, dark. I don't mind both. Uh, but yeah, to me, like Thanksgiving and Christmas, it's all about the things that come with the turkey. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me too. Like, yeah. I'll eat that stuffing and mashed potatoes for oh, days, yeah, for yeah, sure. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. We've, we've mentioned that on the pod in the Christmas app. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> do you know why poultry, like a turkey or a chicken, oh. why the breast meat is white and the legs and lower parts are dark? I would assume because the lower parts are rubbing against that dirt when they're walking around. <laughs> Are you serious? I'm fucking serious. Scientific Rick. No. <laughs> no. It's because they're birds that can't fly. So they don't use oh. their breast muscles. Oh, but they use their leg muscles and that creates dark meat. Really? Yes. Yes. So that's wow. why a bird like a duck yes. that flies is all dark meat. 
Fuck. <laughs> Backs with Huncho. <laughs> yeah. Bill High, the science guy. <laughs> you didn't know that. I did not know that. Yeah, that is the reason. So Be- what? They don't use their, their breast... So, but how does it stay so firm and meaty? You know what because, I mean. Because because the shouldn't get flabby. No, and... no, because the 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 dark meat is like musclier and greasier, right? Mm, yeah. So there's like more fat, proteins, everything going to those. Whereas like their breast, they just it's just meat. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Where are you coming from with this? This is wild. I'm just letting you know. It's great. You were talking. We were talking about birds. Yeah. No, I like it. <laughs> hey, I'm shocked that you knew that. I'm a man of many Where, facets. Where'd you Maddie? pick that up? Um, it wasn't a book. Davin told me. <laughs> <laughs> a good Word friend, of mouth. <laughs> a good friend of mine who's also very smart. Yeah, Dav is. <laughs> yeah. Quick. Uh, okay. And what are you thankful for? Oh, you know what? I'm just thankful that everybody I know is safe and still has a job and still living life buddy yeah for sure you know what a guy times like these man you just gotta make sure you're okay right yeah (laughs) like that's the biggest thing for sure yeah you gotta make sure your buds and your family members are all doing well and that's the most important thing it's tough tough sledding for some peeps out there right now yeah and then you toss in fantasy disappointment <laughs> and it really is Ooh, god god guys shopping around at home depot in the fucking extension cord <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> well yeah. this one's 50 feet so <laughs> <laughs> oh bud i'll take a take a bath with my toaster later yeah okay well yeah no you know in all seriousness thankful for health and uh family thankful yeah. for the pod yeah thankful for the pod thankful yeah. the nfl season's still going and uh yeah silver lining right yeah it's all glass half it? full exactly the bourbon glass is always half full that's right i got a, a question coming in from a guy um and it's it's kind of a half question half story okay and it's for it's for maddie boy um and it comes from kellen in highlands and and he <laughs> recently had an interaction at hockey he plays in the same league as us the amhl with a ref who's kind of their buddy all right and uh so the ref you know everybody's in the in the parking lot having beers after and um kellen is talking to the ref they're bullshitting the ref's having a beer and he's talking about players in the league (laughs) all right and and kellen asked who the worst player he's had to deal with is and the guy said well i don't know his name but he's the captain for the cougar collision flyers (laughs) and that's mr matt lavoisier okay he says man he's like this guy will chirp me when i'm standing right in front of him on the bench he'll be chirping me to a guy on the bench and then he'll turn around and look and matt will be like I'm not talking to you. <laughs> so all this trick in the book. The question, um, you know, the, the the question for Maddie, I guess, is how how does it feel knowing that you're you're uh, uh, infamous in the AMHL? Yeah, I knew I was pretty infamous in ref circles because uh, our buddy Bacon, Bacon's bits, Peyton, plays on a roller hockey team and almost. 
the entirety of that roller hockey team is is local refs for men's leagues. <laughs> and I remember Peyton had a had a cabin party for his team and we went out and oh, yeah. I walk in and half these dudes like stopped talking and looked at me and they were, and one guy came up. He's like, dude, I know exactly who you are. <laughs> Just like started talking about it right away. He's like, man, you're so nice off the ice. Why are you such a fucking asshole on the end? <laughs> Just like, I don't know. It's just where I am. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. Um, uh, it doesn't feel good, uh, but you know, it is what it is. I yeah, know. I mean it is what it is, and and it kind of ties in with our next question. Okay, which is uh, that's from a guy we haven't heard of in a long time, and that's old Mister Barry, oh. head referee of the AMHL, old Bear, and and Barry, you know, he's having a bit of a rough go of it. You yeah, know, he's not getting that extra money from refing. Mm-hmm. Uh, day jobs slowed down. He's had to work from home. You know, doesn't like the wife. Kids are annoying. <laughs> um, that's why he's so mean to us on the ice, right? <laughs> yes, but. He says, well, boys, uh, since hearing of my fellow refs horror stories about dealing with a snappy Marty Bathwater, (laughs) it really made me miss this hockey season. (laughs) And I wanted to know what you boys missed the most. Beers in the parking lot, feeding guys some lumber in front of the net, or catching a few wang glimpses in the shower. (laughs) Miss you guys. Oh, man. That's a great question, Bear, uh, to be honest. Uh... Yeah, I don't know. I, I honestly think it's the locker room before and after. For sure, man. It's the 100%. shooting the shit, just seeing a guy once a week, you know? It, Sitting next to a different guy each time. Yeah, and it helped, like, you know, you maintain those friendships and those those relationships. This sucks because you don't see anybody. You're not even playing outdoor. Uh, um, so, yeah, definitely that, uh, you know, and that that's just an extension of parking lot beers after too. yeah oh yeah for sure no for my 100 percent sure. favorite part about hockey is the locker room before and after yeah absolutely yeah, yeah. well yeah especially after the game after you've done a few egregious things on the yeah ice, and then you just do the very round. forgot to mention those <laughs> yeah do the rounds in the locker room wearing a towel bringing it up to every guy that will listen to you yeah but did you see me cross check that guy right in the kidney <laughs> Oh, I got him good. The worst <laughs> one was when I fucking cleaned that guy's clock behind the net for oh, no reason. Running start from the red line. <laughs> just f- straight off the bench, right at him. <laughs> right at him. 30 seconds left, the game's 9-2. <laughs> he had a cage on. <laughs> yeah, I don't And that's know. what I said to him, too. He's like, fuck, man, what the hell? I'm like, oh, you got a cage on, buddy, and skated away to the box. No, I didn't even get a penalty. No, you didn't get a penalty. That was the most shocking thing. You didn't know what to do after you I was just <laughs> looking around. Oh, fuck. Yeah, I do, I do miss hockey. Do miss the boys, for sure. For sure, absolutely. All right. Um, well, this week, for Pass Around the NFL, Gord coming through yet again. A few pre-rolls for it. Mm-hmm. And we're going to jump into the antics before and a little bit after the Titans-Ravens game this past week. Uh, so I guess... These two teams got into a heated um, dispute, I guess, uh, about the Tennessee Titans <clears throat> standing on their midfield logo yeah. to do their team breakdown. And uh, I guess, obviously, tensions were high because these two teams met in the AFC Divisional round. But in the, in the instance, John Harbaugh, 
that fucking whiner comes out onto the field and gets into it with Malcolm Butler and AJ Brown, basically nose to nose. Uh, and Har- Harbaugh then had to be separated by Mike Vrabel, <laughs> who then started arguing with I him. I think Mike Vrabel would take John Harbaugh. Oh, crush him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. They got into one. And then interestingly enough, at the end of the game, there was no handshake. No handshake. Vrabel went out, obviously feeling good. Watched Derrick Henry just take the game. And yeah, Harbaugh, continuing his uh, sore loser behavior, yeah, he's a would bitch. do it. Like, honestly, like seriously, okay, if it's that big of a deal, don't put your fucking logo on the field. Yeah. Don't put it at midfield. Plenty of teams have zero logo at midfield. If you're that, if you're going to be that worried about it. Like in the, in the exchange, him and Vrabel were getting into it, NFL Films picked it up. And Harbaugh's like, you're being disrespectful. It's disrespectful. And Vrabel's just like, don't you have to go coach? Just go to your sideline and coach. Like, just like, are you fucking kidding me, man? I don't know. It's just, I don't know. No wonder whiny bitches like Justin Tucker like playing for this guy. Opera singer. Yeah. Opera singer. (laughs) (laughs) He is. Yeah. Crazy. Um, He's your boy. No, no, not a. Not I heard a you're a, cl- a closet Ravens guy. Though. Oh, shut! Here, no. <laughs> uh, Tensions are a little high this week on the podcast. Yeah, they are lost. a little high. Yeah, they and are he's... a little high. Well, it's just yeah. Earlier this week, Monday night, after he's got the game in the bag, get a text from Gord. Hey, uh, mind if I uh, swing on over? I'm just gonna pop by, and watch the fourth quarter. Uh, okay, sure. And then five minutes later. Uh, yeah, you know what? I'm not going to come. I'm going to smoke a, <laughs> smoke a joint on my couch and I'm going to chill. <laughs> you I, didn't mean, I didn't mean it. <laughs> yeah, right. Just mind games <coughs> all week. I'm in your kitchen. I got a fucking condo rented in there, <laughs> yeah. buddy. No, I didn't mean it maliciously. I just, I was like, ah, oh, you know what? I'll swing by because whatever. Yeah. And, uh, I just, I just didn't. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Celebrate it on your own. Uh, yeah. Well, <coughs> wins are wins, buddy. Yeah, true, true. Like I said, see the same guy going up the ladder as you do on the way <laughs> yeah. down. Well, the Ravens weren't done with the Titans because they have since uh, got into a little bit of COVID trouble. Huge COVID trouble. Yeah. So they have confirmed uh, their top two running backs, uh, J.K. Dobbins and Mark Ingram. On and the COVID list. Lamar is now on the COVID list. And now LJ. Yeah. There you go. On the 1-9. Wild. Um, and because of it, obviously they didn't play tonight. Thanksgiving night, primetime game. And uh, justifiably so, the Pittsburgh Steelers, their opponents, are pissed. They're mad. They're really pissed. So a few tweets came out. Chase Claypool said, what a joke. Uh, Eric Ebron didn't mince words. He said, I'm not going to lie at NFL. This is bullshit. Juju Smith-Schuster got in and he said, the first NFL takes away our bye week because another team can't get their COVID situation together. Now they take away our Thanksgiving primetime game for the same reason. SMH. (laughs) And you know shit's getting real when Devlin Duck Hodges gets in it. (laughs) And he tweets out, man... That's some BS. <laughs> <laughs> Which is crazy. And I guess the Ravens have had to discipline a strength and conditioning coach because he never reported symptoms that he had, wasn't consistently wearing a mask or his tracking device, 
And he's basically now through contact tracing the result of this rash of COVID cases within the team. Idiot. Yeah. So man, like if you're sick, just stay home. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The world will go on. Exactly. You're not that important. <laughs> no. I you mean, know? fellow like myself at work, very important. Yeah. But it will survive a day or two until you get shit sorted out. Yeah. So, exactly. I don't know. No excuse. No excuse. Well, we'll see. Like, Charles Charleston would be fucking <laughs> pissed. Human. Yeah. Fooman. Oh, man. The uh, the crazy thing though is they've had they've now tested four days straight with a positive case, so if they can't play on Sunday, what does the NFL do? You know, do you make the Ravens forfeit? Time's running out. Playoffs yeah. are coming up. There's yeah, not no true. like there's only two teams left in the entire league that have a bye left. Mm-hmm. You know. And like the, the you got to feel for the Steelers. They've had two games fucked over because of other teams. COVID. COVID. Yeah. You know they they're have. doing everything they need to do, and now they get fucked. So, and it, all it does is benefit the Ravens because it gives their top guys more time <coughs> to recover and possibly get off that list. You know, mm-hmm. hurts the Browns too, <laughs> who are sitting in second in the AFC North currently. They are. That's right. Seven and three, baby. Um, this is, I found this pretty interesting. Uh, earlier this week, Texan CEO Cal McNair had dinner with Deshaun Watson and asked him about the direction of the Texans franchise uh, during their conversation. So he wanted to hear his thoughts and opinions on who the next head coach of the Texans should be, and also confirmed that he was hiring a search firm called Corn Ferry to assist him to find a new head coach and GM. But I think that speaks volumes of obviously they locked him into a long term contract. But to have his input, yeah, that's uh, that's big, man. And it's smart. Yeah, it's smart. That's your biggest investment. Got to keep that guy happy. Find him a guy that that he's gonna <coughs> mesh with and be able to work with really well. You know, and Ooh. who knows? <laughs> he might say wow. uh, Romeo Crennel, the guy, the interim coach. Now mm-hmm. you never know, right? Um, well, they had a great game today. Yeah. Yeah, so put up some numbers. Yeah, and, and Deshaun Watson had numbers last week too. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. Two huge weeks. Uh, McNair McNair was quoted as saying, "I fully realize how important the GM and head coach hires are for this organization. My goal is to hire great people who fit the Houston Texans. I want to build something that our fans, players, and staff are proud of. It's okay to be under construction right now because every great organization goes through some tough phases." But I still strongly believe the future is very bright for this organization. Interesting stuff. Deep stuff, buddy. Yeah. Um, I was just going to touch on... Uh, should we hit the Dickies Delight? Sure. It's your segment, man. Drop it whenever. <laughs> Mix it in. <laughs> the delightful um, Dickie. Yeah, a quick little delightful Dickie. And that's uh, and it's about Washington. Mm-hmm. Um, again, you know what we're talking. They're, they're on the come up. They're playing well. Gibson's playing well. Uh, did you see Terry McLaurin chase that guy down today? Yeah, yeah. DK Terminator. Metcalf. Yeah, Terminator. They got a nice little group of receivers there. Yeah, you know? man. And you know what? Sims is quietly underrated. He's a he's a better player than fucking than he's given Logan credit for. Thomas left him on my fucking bench. <laughs> um, but Rivera says they're they're looking at the possibility of trying to re-sign Alex Smith, and that's crazy. Yeah, you know, and. 
he's not sure if he wants to play another year, but he at least wanted to give it a go. But I mean, he's having pretty decent success. Yeah, yeah. Um, that does that. It's it's great news for him, and he's doing. He's leading that franchise to where they need to be. <laughs> relative terms speaking <laughs> yeah i mean yeah, yeah you only have to be the best in your division though well it's pretty clear haskins won't be around no right so well or or maybe haskins still learns under him i don't think the franchise believes in haskins i don't think he's that good i'm so happy the giants didn't draft him yeah well we'll see the jury's still out like it's hard to say you know guys move systems all the time how long did people rag on Kalen Balage? You know, years in Miami, years in New- and then he went to New York where Gase was again. Yeah, couldn't get under, couldn't get out from underneath Gase, and boom, lands in San Diego and through injuries and opportunity, he's been pretty fucking solid. Yeah, he's been playing real well. Yeah. Okay. Um, a bit of sad news out of uh, Dallas today as their strength and conditioning coach uh, Marcus Paul uh, passed away yesterday. After suffering a medical emergency on Tuesday while at the team's headquarters, uh, he was 54 years old. Uh, I guess at 7.30 in the morning, uh, medical emergency was called to the team headquarters, and um, they transported uh, Marcus to the Plano Presbyterian Hospital uh, by ambulance, and unfortunately he was surrounded by family. He ended up passing away. Um, Jerry Jones released a statement uh, that said the loss of a family member is a tragedy and Marcus Paul was a loved and valued member of our family. He was pleasant, calming influence in our strength room and throughout the star. His passion for his work and his enthusiasm for life earned him great respect and admiration for all of our players and the entire organization. We offer our love and support to his family in this very difficult time. Our hearts are broken for his family and all the individuals whose lives he touched and made better. Um, so this guy... He he played. He was the strength and conditioning coach for quite a few NFL teams. Uh, could not have been easy for the players to play so soon. Yeah, that's after tough. such an incident, you know. Um, so rest in peace, uh, Marcus Paul. <clears throat> Another sad news for uh, football fans, really, um, across the league, was the Joe Burrow injury. Yeah, that's oh. a tough one. ACL and MCL. Yeah, uh, and damages PCL and meniscus, which is crazy. Like, not even slated, not even slated that he'll start next season. No, you know that. And I mean, if you're the Bengals, you're looking at this. This is your franchise guy. If it means you need to wait half a year or an extra year to have him for twelve to fourteen years, oh, you, <laughs> you gotta waiting. do it. You yeah, know? you're waiting. Um, he's a special uh, special quarterback. Man. He he's is. Gonna be good. Yeah. Yeah. Basically, like around uh, in the Bengals circles, he was basically the heartbeat of the team, the spark. Mm-hmm. Um, and there were reports that as soon as he went down, like the whole bench just deflated. And obviously, they lost that game to Washington after. But yeah, tough to see. But it, it, in good news, um, the Bengals fans, Hooday Nation. <laughs> uh have donated to the joe burrow hunger relief fund uh just in the last few days so the outpouring of support uh was noted by joe burrow who sent out a tweet and as of uh mid-morning earlier th- this week i think it was on tuesday 
The relief uh, had seen more than 1,300 gifts, totaling more than $27,000 oh. in donations. So, good coming out of something shitty. Um, and speaking of the Bengals, there's been lots of reports about a toxic environment around there with Zach Taylor. Uh, Zach Taylor's currently 2-7-1 on the year and 4-21-1 all-time as Bengals head coach. Uh, he says that guys are buying into his vision and doing what they need to do. But I don't know if that's the case. Obviously, earlier this year, we uh, we talked about, or earlier in the pod, we talked about Carlos Dunlap and mm-hmm. how how gruntled the guy was. Disgruntled. Gruntled. Yeah. Uh, and then you factor in how the whole Andy Dalton situation was, was handled in 2019 um, when he was basically benched in week eight. Uh, and he aired his frustrations out to the media. And he was basically pissed off because they came to the decision to bench him came three hours before the trade deadline. Yeah. And he was like, you could have, you could have at least looked if you had no, no intentions of playing me do right by me and at least and look for a partner, a you know, you know, it wasn't long ago. He was in the playoffs getting fucking crushed by Pittsburgh <laughs> as is tradition. <laughs> the guy just always shits his bed in the yeah. playoffs, man. Um, but yeah. And then the Dunlop Dunlap situation followed. Uh, there's also former, uh, first round pick, uh, John Ross, who came out and said, trade me if this is how y'all feel. I'm healthy and eager to play. I know I can be productive. It's hard to love something when you're not actually participating in it. Believe me, it's not football that I don't like. Mm-hmm. Uh, other reports came out. Defensive coordinator Lou Anarumo, Anarumo. is apparently unapproachable. <laughs> uh, he, I guess he regularly uses abusive language and, call, and commonly calls players dumb motherfuckers and dumb bitches oh, uh, what yeah they say anarumo has created an environment where communication and accountability are scarce he often yells at one player for mistakes and chooses to ignore the mistakes of other player of other players in his favor uh taylor declined to comment on him then there's offensive line coach jim turner who also utilizes abusive language according to multiple members of the organization and in the spring, he called former Ohio State Buckeye, uh, Isaiah Prince, a thug during a Zoom meeting. Uh, so as for the meeting room, I guess there's no accountability at all. There's no competition for the starting spots because this Turner guy has his five favorites. And it doesn't matter how they play. They're always going to start. Mm-hmm. Um, you got to think they got to rectify this situation before it gets even uglier when you have a franchise quarterback sitting there. Like joe burrow you have to yeah, yeah. you have to so or he's gonna want out exactly it's, it's gonna be interesting to see how this all plays out um and i mean you look at it burrow's uh burrow was hit in this season 72 times in their first nine games which was tied with daniel jones for the most by a rookie qb in their first nine games over the past 20 <laughs> nfl seasons <laughs> Oh, Danny. Danny, Danny's tough. He is tough, man. Oh, man. Yeah. Shit. So something to keep an eye on in Cincinnati. (laughs) Oh, baby. Hey, Mike Glennon's getting a start. Mike Glennon is getting a start. (laughs) The The giraffe. giraffe. Apparently. I didn't know that was his nickname. That's his nickname. He does have a long-ass neck. I don't know if he knows that's his nickname, though. Oh, it's like one of those secret nicknames. Yeah. Yeah, you call somebody, but not to his face. Yeah. Jaw Raff. 
John. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Oh, man, Gord, you're going to love this one. So after the Eagles' recent loss to the to the Browns, uh, some Eagles fans are fed up with Carson Wentz, and there was this clip <laughs> ripping around Twitter about this guy burning his Carson Wentz jersey. you got to listen to the whole thing. It's so good. Popping your head. public sidewalk and this old woman walks by she's like you're out of your mind that's arson and he goes arson went <laughs> oh and he is not on fire man he's no. uh, he's ice cold kate one of the craziest sweetest things i saw this past week did you catch on uh the sunday night how they talked about how the raiders field natural field rolls out it rolls out yeah so does arizona's oh does it yeah okay i didn't know that yeah but yeah they roll it out grow it in the natural sunlight and And then then roll roll it it in for game time that's pretty fucking sick yeah 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 arizona's does i think only arizona's in las vegas's though Mm. because where else lots of places just have turf or if it's outside it'll just grow yes right yeah but it would just burn i think or no, they have covered stadiums because it's like a desert, so it's hot, right? I don't think they're open. They open up, do they? The, the Arizona Raiders, one must. Arizona does. Yeah, uh, I don't think the Raiders. That's a good question. I don't think the Roomba does. The Death Star. The Death Star. Yeah. The Mercedes Benz Stadium in Atlanta looks sick when it opens. Yeah, up. the twist like rotates. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Frank Gore. Was recently in, uh, interviewed about the season the Jets are having and going on 16. Here's what he had to say. Oh, you and the rest of this team. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's you know, we think about that every day. You know, we got to get one. You know, um, you know, you don't want to go on 16. And especially, you know, like I'm saying, especially this might, might be my last year. I can't go out like that, you know. Um, so we just going to keep working. As a team, you know, um, you know, and hopefully we can just try to get one, man. And I can't wait till we get it. You know, I'll be so happy. But, uh, you know, if it is my last year, you know, I can't say I'm going out on 16, you know. <laughs> Poor guy. Yeah. He's like, when I first came in, I was wearing a leather football helmet. <laughs> now... <laughs> <laughs> what is dead may never die. Yeah, that's fucking right. <laughs> you know what, Cord? <laughs> Oh man, it does suck for old Frankie G. Yeah, but you know what? If he plays a couple more years, I think his son will be uh, draft eligible from college. He (laughs) could play, man. Play with his son. Yeah, like play against him. You know, a team would benefit from having a guy that could, like, I don't know, get a couple yards here and there. You know? Yeah, yeah. Fuck. Has a Frank Gore ever got chunker? Has he won a Super Bowl? Uh, no, he made a Super Bowl. Uh, San Francisco Ravens when when the lights yes. went out. Yes, when Baltimore rigged it 
and put the lights out and then suddenly had this miraculous comeback. Ray Lewis, pff, come on. Yeah. Come on. Sure, you didn't do that either, buddy. He's only got to answer to God, all right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, he's got a lot to answer for. Um, oh, and this is on football, not football related, but uh, do you catch anything leading up to uh, The Undertaker's final match? I knew match? he was retiring. Yeah. 30 years. 30 years of Was wrestling. it always the same guy, though? There were rumors that they yeah. swapped and switched. But for the most part, I think it was the same dude. Mm-hmm. Um, he was actually on that uh, Chicken Wing show. Hot Ones? No, was he? Yeah, really good interview, actually. It was it was, it was was quite enjoyable. Mm-hmm. I guess he was like the most revered out of all the... Uh, well, he was a legend, man. Yeah, but like he was like they described him as like the voice in the locker room, like the voice of reason. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. when guys would have disputes and stuff, he would be like the mediator, like really? kangaroo court kind of style. Huh. And uh, I don't know if you saw any of the highlights, but when they in his last match, he's in the ring and he says his final goodbye, and he says it's time that I now rest <laughs> in peace. And then he goes down on one knee. And the fucking WWE brought out a hologram of Paul Bear. No. Yeah, and he's looking at this hologram like this, and Paul Bear is just standing there holding the urn. No way. Yeah, it was sick. It looked fucking legit. <laughs> oh, that wrestling is sick. Oh, like honestly, it's entertaining. Mm. <laughs> World wrestling entertainment. Yeah, like. Fucking huh. hell. I, man, I went and saw wrestling when I was a little kid. It was fucking awesome with yeah. my dad. And Rocky <laughs> Mayavia was oh, there. Yeah. And he was like the bad guy. It was like, oh, yeah. you know, but, and then he turned into the rock, obviously. Dude, they, in, I forget what city it was. They had, uh, as part of their Thanksgiving Day parade, a Rocky, uh, the rock blimp. What? But it was his. It was that photo when he's wearing the turtleneck and the chain. <laughs> oh my god! Oh man, looked pretty fucking sick. Um, yeah, and that's what I had for pass it. Yeah, I just had um nothing really that important. King Henry giving Dalvin Cook a little love. Yeah, yeah. Just that said is nice. he said he's the best back in football, and and coming from a guy like you know Derrick Henry, that's. Pretty high praise. Game recognized um, game. Dalvin Cook is having a phenomenal season. Right now, I would say he's the best back in football. Just week after week, always dominating, always having a great game, running the ball, catching the ball, very explosive. Um, and you'd almost have to tend to agree. Yeah. The games Dalvin Cook has played, he's winning games. He's the factor. He is, you know, I mean, Thielen's having a pretty decent season, too. Thielen's a good receiver. Right. But Dalvin opens that up. Mm-hmm. Because they totally. have to respect the run that much. Yeah. You know? And, like, I think it was telling because leading into this year, people were like, yeah, Dalvin Cook's really good, but he's also got two stud running backs behind him in Alexander Madison and uh, Alex Boone. True. Boone. <laughs> <laughs> Alex Boone. And, uh, or Mike Boone, sorry. And, uh, you looked at the game where Dalvin missed. Madison popped off, but then the game following. The game following, he really struggled. Yeah. Right? But didn't Madison, in the game Madison popped off, didn't he come in as an injury replacement? Um, was that Was that the case? No, he came in, injury replacement, then he had a good game. Because how many games did Dalvin Cook miss? One. 
Only one, I thought. I thought he missed two. Well, maybe it was the one he got knocked out in and then oh, missed. Oh, yeah. yeah. And guys were grabbing him. I grabbed him off the wire and I started him and I think he shit the bed. Yeah, he had a terrible game. That's right. Ah, he wins some, you lose some. <laughs> Don't we know? <laughs> Don't we know? Oh, shit. Do you have anything else for uh, Passer? Well, are you are you going to be happy if, if Teddy comes back this week? Or... <laughs> Or are you going to start Derek Carr? I'm going to start. No, I'm going to start Derek Carr regardless. All right. I love Derek Carr's matchup this week. He's playing Atlanta. Yeah. And he's been looking. He's looked good the last two weeks. He's having not not a bad year. Yeah, not too bad. Uh, yeah. Teddy Hart. I dropped. Uh, yeah, I dropped Teddy in the forty actually. Oh, did you? Yeah, I kept him in the triple because there's no other quarterbacks on the wire, and I need a <laughs> second one. Um. <laughs> But uh, yeah, I dropped. I I took Carr over Teddy hmm. for the rest of the season. All right. I'm gonna roll Derek Carr, Ryan Tannehill. What can go wrong? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, I think you'll be all right. Yeah, yeah. Fuck. All right. Ready to roll. Oh, baby. Into the second half of the pod. It's a good entrance into <laughs> it. It is, yeah. Yeah, it is. You know, pretty much two sections. We hit an hour every time. We're pretty on pace this year. Yeah, we have a little our, long. We have our rhythm. Yeah, oh yeah. It's a well-oiled machine. What's that? Uh, what's that from Cool Runnings? Feel the rhythm. Feel, Feel the, the rhyme. rhyme. <laughs> yeah. Come on now, it's bobsled time. <laughs> it's potting time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is potting time. <laughs> Bounce back boy. I mean, last week I said Mike Thomas and. We we had a little bit of misinformation about the New Orleans game last week. Yeah, our sources on the ground really yeah. fucked us over. But we kind of we were both agreeing that Mike Thomas was going to have a bounce back game, and we thought Jabu was going to be feeding him. Yeah, tunnel vision. Jabu did not play, <laughs> but you know who was feeding him was Taysom Hill. Good Christian boy. Good Christian boy. BYU Brigham Young. Young rookie quarterback. I mean, yeah. he's never actually played the position. Yeah. Well, apparently, like, there was a big outrage on Twitter because ESPN had him listed as a tight end and a quarterback. Oh. So, guys were sliding him in the tight end spot and getting quarterback numbers out of it. The guy had two rushing touchdowns. Crazy. I did that with somebody one year. He was on Pittsburgh. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Samuels. <laughs> Yeah, Sam- Jalen Samuels. Jalen Samuels. Yeah, man. The duel, and it pissed me off so much. Oh, yeah. Because I was putting him in my... In my RB tight end? Yeah, I was putting him in my tight end slot. Yeah, and he was just crushing. Yeah, man. All the goal line carries. Oh, oh happier times. Yeah, back when I was smart. <laughs> Self-smarted. Um, Self-smarted. Got my grade 10. Yeah. 4 to B. 4 to B might get my grade 10. <laughs> And so, anyway, yes. <laughs> last week was Mike T, and he had a good week. Um, I said he was going to have 110 yards in a tutty. 
didn't have 110 yards, but he did get almost 20 points in fantasy with 94 yards. Yeah. And, uh, oh, 104 yards. Nine receptions, though. So that's Nine. getting you the points. We're calling it calling it a, a win. Yeah, we're calling it a win. <laughs> you know, at this point, Gordo needs it. You're goddamn right that's a win. You're goddamn right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. It's tough, though. But this week... Hold on. Two and five. Yes. Overall record. Yeah, two and five. But overall. two in a row. Two in a row. Yeah, two in a row. Um, yeah, Tim Brody the week prior and, mm. and Mike Thomas this week. Not bad. On a hot streak. Bit of a streak. Not bad. Bit of an outbreak, yeah, if you would. Yeah, that's right. Two two or more. <laughs> <laughs> this week, I got uh, I got Maddie Ice Cold Ryan mm. going for the bounce back. All right. Playing the Raiders. Uh, Raiders are 28th in the league against the pass. So I think my boy's going to let it sling. All right. All right. Mr. Marty bathwater, Marty ice water. <laughs> um, I mean, last week he only had 232 yards Yeah. against new Orleans and two interceptions. Ouch. Yeah. Tough, <laughs> tough week. Cause guys are starting them. Obviously. Mm. Um, are guys starting them? I've never personally owned Matt Ryan. I did one year. Yeah? Yeah, it was it was not overall a decent experience. Yeah. Not terrible. And you know what? Overall like Middling. Yeah. This year he's had some big games though, like in mm-hmm. the twenties. Uh and then he'll give you a couple like mid teens and then he'll give you an absolute stinker or two totally. where he doesn't get into the double digits. Yeah. Yeah. Um I think he's gonna have a little room this week. Okay. So I'm going three hundred and twenty pass yards. In the air. Against the Raiders. Against the Raiders and two tutties. No rush yards. Last game he didn't have a single rush yard. He just stands back in the pocket and waits yeah. for his opportunity. Dude, do you know how many times Matt Ryan got sacked last week? Guess. Just uh, one single number. Seven. Eight. Oh. Eight sacks, man. Sitting duck. They were in his lap the whole mm. game. He's fucked. Okay. Well, you know what? Is this is this this is uh this is a long time coming. <laughs> What's that? You know, I look at I look at some I look at no frills no namer uh theme song. No, no, no. You don't have a theme song for that, but you often get a clip. I look at milk uh milk cart minute theme song. Yeah, it's a good theme song. I look at Gord's Grinder. <laughs> A wide range of amazing <laughs> theme songs. I look at Bounce Back theme song. Has Gord ever reciprocated a theme song for me? No. So I had to go do it myself. So fucking welcome to United by Unis. Fucking give me that MIA sample. <laughs> give me that swagger, because we looking good in oh, our uniform, yeah. baby. Oh, yeah. And to mark the occasion, I might have the shortest United by Unis ever. <laughs> <laughs> First of all, let me say that now that we have a theme song, 
I propose that we call the fans of the United by Uni segment the United Nation. <laughs> I will be Secretary General. <laughs> sure. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. All right. The nation wants it, so they're going to get it. Gord, what were your opinions today of the Lions throwbacks? Their traditional Thanksgiving, no logo, no stripes, nothing. I didn't mind them at all. Yeah, me neither. I, I thought, thought they, they looked, looked good. Yeah, they looked really good. The sh- the helmets popped. Yeah. They were so shiny. I know. The yeah. sparkle, the, the silver flake. Yeah, you would know. I know. Pink yeah. eye. Beautiful. Uh, yeah, I, I quite like them. For the how simple they were, they really look good out there. Uniform notes for this upcoming week. We've got a few. We have the Bills wearing their traditional throwbacks, the all-whites. Speaking of all whites, we saw Dallas wear their color rush whites tonight. And uh, the Bengals will be wearing their all white color rush as well. The Tennessee Titans will, go, will be going white on white. La Flama Blanca is alive <laughs> and well in the league. <laughs> on the opposite end of the spectrum, look for the Steelers to be wearing their all black alternates this week at home against Baltimore. And the Jags will follow suit, going all black at home against my Browns. Jarvis Landry. Not doing a whole lot on the field, but no. he's rocking sick cleats every week. <laughs> <laughs> this past week, he wore cleats with Allen Iverson painted on the outside of both. One with his hand up to the crowd, and the other one with his head in his jersey. We talking practice? <laughs> Maybe. But he was upstaged because Josh Jacobs wore cleats uh, again on Sunday night that had on one shoe, Bo Jackson. And on the other shoe, Marcus Allen, paying tribute to the great running backs of the Raiders' history. They look sick. They beautiful, beautiful cleats, all white, and the paintings, the pictures of the guys, black and white, gray, beautiful. Here's a quote that we all need to know. DK Metcalf uh, was asked why he wears a pass- pacifier mouthpiece. I'm a baby in the league, but I play like a grown man. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> what? So he's got a soother shaped mouth guard. Come on. Um, and this is the best uniform story of the week and the final one for United Nation. To acknowledge their work, the scout team player of the week get to wear a special jersey featuring numbers of Giants legends. Mm. They were able to pick from the franchise's Ring of Honor inductees. So just a nice like Way to go. We appreciate what you're doing on the scout team. They let these guys pick it. So some some highlights were uh, one of the guys picked uh, Lawrence Taylor. Nice. And another guy picked Frank Gifford. Uh, one of the quarterbacks picked Frank Gifford. Just a nice little like touch by yeah. the uh, by the by the Giants to reward the guys for you know their hard work and dedication. Having a good game. And that was it. That's United by Unis. Baby. That good. Yeah. That good. Bit of a busy uh, week, you know, doing other things, prepping other things. Couldn't, <laughs> prepping other couldn't, couldn't uh, you know, dive into the history of the three and an eighth inch spike <laughs> on a cleat. <laughs> the, the first metal spike. Yeah. How many rolls of tape go around the ankles of offensive linemen <laughs> per average? Um... I- 
Oh, sorry. <laughs> so sorry. still the best intro song, It is. <laughs> you know what? I think Teddy's getting pissed off with all of our hoot nanny <laughs> and all of our gibberish. Get on with the show. <laughs> yeah, he's in, yeah, he's putting the, the time clock on yeah. us. What were you going to say? I uh, can't remember now. Okay. The Milk Carton Minute. Um, it's, it's a little tough. I'm a little tough on you this week, Maddie. <laughs> you know... <laughs> I did. I deserve it. I did whoop you in the forty. <laughs> I don't know if you can. I don't know if you can say winning eighty-five to seventy-five is whooping you, <laughs> but a win's a win. Yeah. And and you you touched on Jarvis and you just said you know his play on the field hasn't been there and oh. and he's the only guy I saw uh, when I was checking out the no frills the other day went to no frills. I just smoked a joint. So hungry. Okay. I bought these like pre-made Nokis. Okay. And I was like, oh, these are going to be good. Fried them up, man. They were like weird little dumplings or something like that. It was terrible. (laughs) What I needed was to maybe add a little cream from the dairy aisle. Yeah. I think. And, and and that's where I saw your buddy Jarvis. Yeah, well, you know, it's funny you should say that because we all know his nickname, right? Juice. Juice. So, who knows? Like, has the juice gone bad? I was so scared, sour juice came out my front tail. <laughs> oh, man, the juice is expired. And <laughs> he's having a rough go. But the last three weeks, the weather... Has been a factor for Cleveland games. Oh, terrible. Terrible. Uh, three weeks ago, the winds were recorded up to 50 miles per hour. <laughs> uh, the following week, it was uh, raining. Uh, no, that was the week we had a delay mm-hmm. by 30 minutes. Uh, raining, lightning. Uh, again, winds got up to about 30. <laughs> and then last week, it pissed rain the entire game from yeah. the kickoff <laughs> to the end. It did not stop at all. No. It was crazy. Baker hasn't thrown a touchdown in three straight games because they've just been pounding the rock. There's no other, like, you yeah. can't really do much else. No, pound the rock, man. That's all you got to do. And you got fucking Hunt and Chubb. Yeah. Well. That's right. So. Juice is missing. Do you think we'll find him? <laughs> I, I don't think so. I don't know. He's thought... on your bench. So. Yeah. But... I would have dropped him fucking three weeks ago, probably. Well, but you got to think, like, man, like. If they do throw it, other than their tight ends, yeah, I guess they he's got next man else. up. Like yeah. OBJ's, you know. So if I'm gonna wait and see, I want to see what the weather lo- weather is like. <laughs> <laughs> You're looking to the weather. <laughs> well, I guess, yeah. Well, yeah, there's been three straight weeks of shit, and they're going to Jacksonville, but it's forecast to rain. That's <laughs> no. the only day it's supposed to rain. This no Sunday, way. yeah, yeah. Somebody posted it on Twitter. It's so fucked. Oh man. <laughs> fucking sour juice baby tough one for the kid yeah um well when you were at no frills you fucking took a picture of the fucking f- frozen fish sticks and fired it my way <laughs> <laughs> i did i did i was actually at save on but... oh man 
Can't believe you didn't even pick up a box. I didn't. I didn't pick up a box, though, of breaded fish. It's good, though. I like it, but it's delicious. Yeah, it's not bad. It's not bad. Chicken fingers are good, too. It's my cheat meal. Yeah. (laughs) A little tartar sauce. (laughs) Oh, well, they make me feel good. And now we're jumping into Marty's Feel Good. This used to belong to a guy named Feldy, this Irish... This Irish Calgarian that we know. Yeah. Uh, but we haven't heard from him in a bit. A big hurling guy. Yeah. Uh, so I took it over. And this has a bit of a Thanksgiving theme. And the first player we're going to talk about, or former player I should say, is Marshawn Lynch. Uh, mm. Marshawn Lynch has uh, become quite a world traveler the last few years. And uh, this week he's in Honolulu. Uh, so he didn't uh, travel just for a vacation though. He spent almost all of his Monday handing out turkeys to residents in their cars and he donated over 200 turkeys through the Lynch's Fam First Family Foundation. And Chad Owens, yes, Chad Owens. Oh, of... Cinco. <laughs> What? <laughs> no, not Chad Johnson. Oh. Chad Owens, CFL receiver, mm. once upon a time, who's a Hawaiian, was down there to help facilitate it and he was quoted as saying, first of all, we're blessed. Beast Mode himself, Marshawn Lynch, along with his foundation, are out here donating 200 turkeys to anyone and everyone that wants to come through. So I'm just here to help assist and support Marshawn in his, in his wanting to give this Thanksgiving season. So his turkey uh, drive served as continuation of work that Lynch has done for years. The five-time Pro Bowler was spotted handing out free masks in Oakland earlier in April. And he's part- uh, previously participated in food drives throughout the Bay Area. Um, so even in his retirement, the charitable, charitable work continues. Good guy. Yeah. Uh, not to be outdone, uh, Adrian Peterson had something similar, but uh, I'll let him tell you about uh, what he's done. You mentioned Detroit, and you're providing 100,000 meals to families for Thanksgiving this year. Yeah. I mean, wow. Can you tell me a little bit about who you're working with, your organization as well, and why this is so huge for you in the tr- Detroit community? You know, the ANA Peterson Foundation, we have partnered with Athletes Corner, and um, we created this campaign. It's the all-day holiday meals. And um, so what it what has been happening previously is for every touchdown that we score offensively, we donate 1,000 uh, meals. And for every touchdown that I score, it's 2,000 meals. So we have actually... Uh, came together, and we will be donating 100,000 meals on Thanksgiving. And we will be donating to the local food bank here in Detroit. They're called Gleaners Community Food Bank, and with the help of Feeding America. So, you know, this is something that we have always been passionate about, you know, especially during the times that we're in right now. Um, This here in Detroit, personally, you know, one in seven you know, people or, you know, have food insecurity and the same numbers with kids that did naturally, the numbers is one to four, you know, so being able to be in a position and partnering with such a great um, organization like the Athletes Corner to be able to provide for families during Thanksgiving, you know, it it makes it worth worth while. So, you know, I'm so excited to have this platform and to be able to, you know, share and spread the love Good on him. Awesome stuff. And he got two scores today. Yeah, so he that means more on meals. John's bench. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, there's another clip of Marshawn. Oh. Hold on. Teddy's pulling it up. 
to get the Thanksgiving first. I'm going to give all turkeys back in the hood. I'm with you. You want me to come? You will? I appreciate it, though, big dog. Hang on. But I'm going to be in the hood giving out turkeys trying to restore my community. <laughs> <laughs> And that's uh, that's Marshawn talking to Richard Sherman when they were in Seattle together. Yeah. Oh man, what a personality! Probably the best we've seen. I have his from jersey. A player. Yeah, and like you, no one can fault you for it. No, a sick a player. Ray. Yeah. Nice, Seattle jersey. Yeah, nice looking jersey. Great player. Great person. <laughs> Tay and I bought the same jersey. We're like, well, fuck, we gotta have a jersey because we're at the NFC Championship yeah, game. Yeah. We're like, well, I don't want a Sherman. And I should have got a Russ. Like, I could have got a Russ Wilson. Like, why not? Yeah. But I went, I like with, the I went with the Marshawn, yeah. the gray. Oh, the gray is nice. Yeah, we I stood did. in the pouring fucking rain, <laughs> man. Because we were on the open side. Mm-hmm. And it poured the whole time. They win? Yes, they won. I can't remember the last, <laughs> like, bit of the game, but... It was when they went to overtime. There was the on. They got the onside kickback. It bonked off oh, the yes, fucking Green, right. head, Green Bay player's head. Yeah. It was a crazy game. Yeah, was that Richard Rogers? Yes, Richard Rogers. And then yeah, we fucking we were partying, man. I couldn't. I like I said, we were so drunk at that point. Like yeah, because we were trying to tailgate, but it was pouring rain. So we're just like, fuck this. We'll just go in the in the stadium yeah. early. Well, and you never party, so like it's good for you to do it on the road, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> You're a homebody. Uh, <laughs> oh man, that was a good time. Oh man, okay. Uh, puff puff prospects. I'm just gonna talk about one guy, just because of his name. <laughs> his name's Smoke Monday. <laughs> what? <laughs> He's a third year safety for the Auburn Tigers. He's a team captain, and. Smoke Monday sounds weird. Do you want to know what his first name is? Like his real name? What? Smoke, obviously a nickname. His first name is Quindarius. Quindarius. <laughs> yes. Quindarius, Quindarius Monday. Monday. Um, and if you want to follow him on Instagram, his handle's at before underscore Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Monday. <laughs> the reason, yeah, Smoke Monday. I feel like he's the perfect name for the BFB. <laughs> And he recently scored a 100-yard pick six this weekend against Tennessee. Really? Picked it off in the end zone and housed that bitch. Um, and uh, Auburn would go on to win 30-17. And interestingly enough, the Auburn Tigers take on their hated rival, the Alabama Crimson Tide, in the Iron Bowl this weekend, uh, which is the name of their yearly battle. The rivalry dates all the way back to 1893. What? Uh, yeah, with the first football game that was taking place. Obviously, rules were much different. But throughout the years, they've had to take hiatuses due to wars and conflicts between the schools and stuff. Um, but the Iron Bowl is like a classic college a college football matchup going down this Saturday. I don't know who's hosting this year, but it has produced some classic memories uh, just recently, too. Um, Nick Marshall uh, played for them, uh, returned a missed field goal that if Alabama would have hit it. Uh, one would have won in the game. They missed a field goal. He grabs it in the end zone and re- returned it all the way back what? to win the game. That happened. That was for Auburn. And then there was one year where last minute uh, play hail mary down the field. The, uh, the Auburn quarterback throws it down. The two DBs collide and tip the ball up in the air, and the receiver just happens to be running by, picks it up off the ricochet game winning touchdown. Ricardo Louis. Ricardo Lewis. <laughs> Fucking Browns draft pick, huge bust. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, if you if you're into college football, I'd check out the Iron Bowl this Monday. 
Uh, Crimson Tide. Roll Damn Tide. Roll Tide. Roll Tide. And uh, the the Auburn Tigers is War Eagle. War Damn Eagle. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Man, I think going to one of those games would be fucking wild. Or just going to the South in general. (laughs) Yeah, going to the South. Like going to like Talladega. Like that would be so sick. Yeah, it would be a culture shock. Yeah. Interesting. You gonna wear your Uggs down there? Uh, (laughs) Oh, hey (laughs) y'all. I do like country music. Yeah, fucking Uggs, Daisy Dukes, and country music. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Oh, man. All right. Well, you said... Your new smoke spot, the no frills. Are you going back there? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I did have to go back. Um, last week, we didn't even have a no frills, no neighbor. No. It's a tough, you know what? It's a tough fucking one to try and find a guy that nobody's really ever heard of. You know? True. And, and I mean, this week isn't that great, but it's a guy that nobody's rostering. Yeah. And... and it's a guy I, I can't even pronounce his first name. Maybe maybe that needs to be the new criteria. Not somebody you never heard of, but a guy that's on zero rosters. True, true. That's that would be way easier to find. <laughs> but Damier? Bird? Damier? Bird? Demir. Demir. Demir Bird. <laughs> Demir. Demir Bird. Demir Baby Bird. He had a hell of a game Mm -hmm. last week. Mm -hmm. Hell of a game. Uh, You know what? Cam Newton was throwing it well. Slinging. Um, Well, sort of slinging. Yeah, sort of slinging. Receivers are doing lots of work. Yeah. Um, You know, not exactly a household name. (laughs) (laughs) Wouldn't say so. Right? Yeah. Um, And I mean, I can't even pronounce it. But... uh, Last week versus Houston, he I mean, he had a hell of a game. Seven targets, six receptions, 132 yards, tutty. Um, I, I still don't think he's a guy worth adding. No. No, Jacoby Myers, if anybody. Yeah. And but. I, yeah. Gotta, you gotta give the guy some props. Gotta give props for props are due. Yeah, that's true. I think Cam's just too sporadic. Totally. You know, to warrant, warrant ro- rostering. And in the red zone, he rushes it in. True. Or Damian Harris, if you're yeah. lucky. Yeah, if you're lucky. <laughs> Fuck, if you're lucky. <laughs> All right. Matt Stank stats. Let's start with an impressive rookie, Vikings rookie, wide receiver Justin Jefferson. On throws of 15-plus yards down the field this season, he has 20 catches, which is most in the NFL, 597 yards, most in the NFL, and twenty an average of 29.65 yards per catch and three touchdowns. Guys having an awesome year. And it makes you question, and it's been brought up a little bit lately. The Raiders took Henry Ruggs first. He was the first wide receiver off the board. They let Jerry Judy slide, Claypool slide, uh, CeeDee Lamb slide, Justin Jefferson slide. Um, did they make the wrong choice? Uh, they're not using Ruggs, though. He's, he gets, like, two targets a game. Right, but if they don't know how to use him, why would you draft him? True. If, you you know, it's that skill set. I say they play Ruggs in the slot. Right, because they've got Aguilar to stretch it. But I don't think Ruggs is big enough to play the slot. He is, yeah. He's a small guy. He's kind of like, 
and I hope he doesn't turn out to be like this. He kind of reminds me a bit right now of Marquise Brown. Yeah. A lot of hype. First round wide receiver who's got a very slight build. Mm-hmm. Hurt, you know, on and off. But just like their teams don't seem to know how to use them the right way. Like, and it's baffling if you take a guy like that in the first round. You know, just run. You should have a plan. Run little bubble screens on him. Try and get him open. Yeah. You know, that's what you got to try and do. Jet sweeps. Do like whatever that. you exactly. need, right? All right. Well, you mentioned him before. Cam Newton. He's now gone 13 straight starts with one or fewer pass touchdowns, which is the, the longest active ugh, the longest active drought among starting quarterbacks. Only two starting quarterbacks have had the same or longer streaks of one or fewer passes over the last 10 seasons. Mitch Trubisky, who also did 13 straight, and RG3 Ooh. with 14 straight. But he's using his legs. True. So it's not like he's not producing. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So I don't think, you know, I mean, but that's obviously a bad you passing want your quarterback stat. to get more than one passing touchdown. If he gets two rushing touchdowns? I guess, but I don't know. That touchdowns ha- or touchdowns? Uh, yeah, that's, The team doesn't care how they win. Yeah, that's true. But well, don't you want to know that your quarterback can connect for more than one touchdown in a game? Not if he's fucking running two in each game. I don't think I don't think that's, you know, they're playing to his strengths. Did they lose last week against Houston? I can't recall. Um, yeah. Watson had a big game. Yeah, Watson had a big game. Right. So, I don't know. The Patriots record isn't indicative of enjoying not having your quarterback throw for more than one. True. But you're right. The legs do offset it a bit. Um, in their f- most wins in their first nine seasons by starting quarterback, Russell Wilson now leads that pack with 93 in his first nine years. He passed Peyton Manning, who had 92. Tom Brady had 87. And Ben Roethlisberger has 87 as well. Um, Kevin's... St- okay, just give me a little... <laughs> Give me a little moment to love my head coach, Kevin Stefanski. Kevin Stefanski, his record is seven and three. Other hires this offseason are twelve and twenty-eight. Ooh. Uh, Chase Claypool, first wide receiver in the Super Bowl era and fourth in league history with at least ten total touchdowns in his first ten games. The Titans came back from a twenty-one ten deficit to win an OT against the Ravens. There have been thirty-two double-digit comebacks comeback wins in the nfl this year according to our good friends at elias sports bureau (laughs) that's tied with the 1987 season for the most through 11 weeks in nfl history after the colts overcame a 14 point deficit to defeat green bay 34 31 in ot the 2020 season now joins 2015 as the only seasons in nfl's history in which a team has overcome a deficit of at least 13 points to win in each of the first 11 weeks of the season (laughs) <laughs> wild weeks but i'll pay attention uh aaron Rodgers, he's one and two in his career when leading the colts by 14 plus points and 95 and two against everybody else <laughs> what yeah including playoffs he blew an 18 point lead to andrew luck in 2012 luck threw a game-winning touchdown to reggie wayne in the last minute uh, Patrick Mahomes threw 26 pass touchdowns this season before Trayvon Mullins' second quarter interception. Mahomes uh, second of the 2020 season. Mahomes tied Drew Brees for the all-time record set in 2018 for most pass 
pass touchdowns at 26 before a player's second pick of the season. Uh, with a fourth quarter reception, Travis Kelsey reached 571 for his career, passing Tony Gonzalez for second most by a tight end in his first eight seasons. Next up, Jason Witten, who had 617 from 2003 to 2010. Travis Kelsey, I'll get, I'll give love where it's due. Travis Kelsey's 16 yards away from De- DeAndre Hopkins for the league lead in receiving yards. Wild. Yeah. Built different. <laughs> yeah. He's not he's a, good a tight player. end, man. He's unreal. Yeah. Uh, most completions of 50 plus yards this season. Who do you think leads it? 50 plus 50 yards? 50 plus connections. Ooh. They've only had six. So it's not a lot, but uh, <laughs> simple stats, hey? <laughs> Kyler Murray. Oh, good. He's got four. It's actually Justin Herbert. Really? Who's got six? Russell Wilson has five. I was gonna say Russ too. Murray and Ryan Tannehill have four. Oh. <laughs> Over the last three years, Derrick Henry has played in forty-one games. He's got thirty-nine touchdowns. <laughs> wow. And uh, Sunday's game-changing fumble was the first of Marquez Valdez-Scantling's career in 42 games. And actually, he was receiving fucking death threats about that. (laughs) What? Yeah, he had to come out. He said social media gives cowards the right to say whatever they want with no consequences. But he was getting death threats. Dude, if you think, like, there were so many plays in that game, you can't say, just because it was the final play... Doesn't mean it was, you know, obviously it's a huge play in OT, mm-hmm. but you got to look at other areas that were missed or, yeah, 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 you know, for sure. poor guy, fucking Packers were relentless. No. <laughs> Cooper Cup and Robert Woods are just the fifth set of teammates with 10 catches uh, each on Monday Night Football. The others, Travis, Hill, uh, Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill, Willie Sneed and Brandon Cooks, Wes Welker and Randy Moss and Ooh, Randy Moss. And Chris Carter. Really? <laughs> Wes Welker got the rise out of you out of all those oh, names. Oh, <laughs> yeah. He was a good, good receiver. Game guy. changer, man. He yeah. kind of changed that little slot position. Cooper Cup and Robert Woods are also the fourth teammate duo in the last 70 years to have 11 plus receptions and 130 plus receiving yards in the same game. The other duos that did it were Art Monk and Ricky Sanders, Tony Hill and Doug Cosby, and Andre Johnson and Kevin Walter. Um, stat for the pod. This came in from our buddy Big Dick Nick. Cup was the leading receiver and leading blocker in that game. Yeah, up until I didn't, I didn't have time to fact check the end, but like three, (laughs) three and a half quarters in, that was the case. Hmm. So probably held true. Hopefully, uh, (laughs) Jordan Fuller clinched the Rams win with his second pick of of the game. Fuller is the first rookie to ever intercept Tom Brady twice in a game. How about this? Jordan Fuller, who picked off Tom Brady, was drafted in the sixth round with pick 199, the same spot as Brady in 2000. Really? Yep. Van Jefferson and Cam Akers had their first career scrimmage touchdowns. Jordan Fuller had his first career interception. Rams are the first team to have two rookies score their first touchdown and have a rookie with his first pick in a game in week 10 or later since 1974. That's so late. Cam Akers, you son of a bitch. 
I fucking took you as my third round running back. My I took him probably in the fifth. My third overall <laughs> running back, and you fucking fucked me. Oh, I hate you, Cam Akers. Pass you me took 10. him third overall? He was my third running back. No, uh, maybe fifth round. Oh. Early. Oh, tough one. Tough one. The Eagles are still the outright division leader in the NFC least through week 11 with a record of 3-6-1. The Eagles are the first outright division leader with only three wins through week 11 since the AFL-NFL merger in 1966. Okay, now... This is a N40L specific Matt Stank stat. Okay. The Strathcona Coronas first seven picks of the draft have missed zero games this year due to injury. Really? It's actually eight picks, but his eighth pick was Brandon Cooks, and I don't think he stayed on the roster for very long. So he went Alvin Kamara, Travis Kelsey, Pat Mahomes, Cooper Cup, Kareem Hunt, uh, well, now J.K. Dobbins is on the COVID nineteen list, but before, and now and Stefan Diggs. Huh. Yeah, J.K. Dobbins first guy to to be sick. Now, where did he draft Stefan Diggs? In the seventh round, seventy <sighs> sixth overall. Jesus Christ! Second in the league in receiving yards. <laughs> wow. Mm-hmm. Diggs is back. Yeah. <laughs> now the scoundrels kind of have a similar path. Except uh, Dalvin Cook missed one game in week six, or maybe it was two. We're not sure. <laughs> and now David Johnson has missed the past two. But if you look at uh, the Soup Savants draft, Dalvin Cook, only one or two games. Tyreek Hill, healthy. David Johnson, yeah, he got hurt. DJ Moore's been healthy. Cooper, Kyler Murray, Hunter Henry. You know? Now for Marty's milestone this week. For the first time in uh, league history, there was an all-black officiating crew on Monday night. In the officiating crew was referee Jerome Boger, umpire Gary Anderson, down judge Julian Mapp, Carl Johnson was line judge, field judge Dale Shaw, side judge Anthony Jeffries, and back judge Greg Steed. Making history. And for the one-hitter stat of the week... The soccer world lost a legend in Diego Maradona, who died at the age of 60. He played in four World Cups with Argentina, leading them to a title in 1986 while winning the Golden Ball. He won nine club titles, including leading Napoli to its first league title in 1986-87. Maradona's performance in the 86 World Cup was something special. Uh, He led Argentina to their second world title, winning the Golden Ball with five goals and five assists. He remains one of three Argentinian players to win the award. Uh, Mario Kempes in 1978 and Lionel Messi in 2014. If you look at that 86 World Cup, he had 567 touches, which was tied for first. He had 30 shots, which was first. 13 shots on target, which was first. 5 assists, first. 27 chances created, which was first. And goals, second. Hmm. Just an unreal year. So, a legend, really. Yeah. In the sport of football. 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 Yeah, exactly. Oh, man. And that was was the milestone. And the minute. And the... (laughs) 
Are you trying to keep track? <laughs> that was the, the sub saggies. Dank stats. Yeah. Marty's. Marty's. Marty's dank Matt Mark. Mark's. <laughs> Mark. <laughs> well, I, I just I just mentioned sub saggies because we got our 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 newest sub saggy. Oh, a new one. No, just oh. just our newest. Okay, newest. And uh, we all like it. I do like this segment. <laughs> I and do like this segment. That's the Beverly Family Feud. <laughs> and and Beverly Family Feud slash Dick's Simple Stats. <laughs> because really it's it's just stats, but I get to ask Marty what they are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And and this week this week on the Beverly Family Feud is an all time leaders edition. Ooh. Okay. Oh no. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Alright. So we're going to start with quarterbacks. All right. Who is the all-time passing yards leader? Hmm. All-time passing All yards? All-time. All-time. Fuck. Uh, who the hell would that be? Is it Dan Marino? Drew Brees. Drew Brees. <laughs> yes. 79,612. Holy shit. Guess who's second? Peyton? Tom. Tom. 77,526. Mm. Third is Peyton Manning. Mm. Touchdowns. Okay. Passing touchdowns. Okay. Um, passing touchdowns. No, I don't think he played young. Uh, my natural, my first impulse would be Steve Young. But it's not. But I don't think he played long enough. Um, Tom. Tom Brady. Tom Brady is first. Okay, wow. 566. Who's second? Um, Peyton. Drew Brees. Drew. 565. Tight matchup there. Yeah. Peyton Manning's in third. 539. Is the answer to every question you're going to ask me just either Tom or Drew? <laughs> uh, no, that's it for the quarterback questions. Okay. <laughs> We're on to the running back section. Okay. All right. Who is the all-time leader in rush yards? Emmett Smith. Yes. 18,355. Who's yeah. second? Walter Payton. Yes. 16,726. Yeah. Who's third? Uh, who would that be? Hmm. Um. Oh. Who would it be? Fuck. Uh. Okay. Um. It's tough. Fuck. Who is it? Okay. Uh, I gotta go through my list. I went Walter Payton second. Uh oh. Um, Barry Sanders. Nope. Not Barry Sanders. Not Barry Sanders. Okay. Uh, fuck. Great running backs. It's uh, it's, it's your boy, Who? Frank Gore. Frank Gore. Frank Gore is third. In yards. <laughs> oh my god. Frank Gore. What is dead may never die. What is dead may never die. It's true. Oh my god. What is dead? That is crazy. Frank Gore is third all time. Yes, absolutely. Well, this one, you know what? <laughs> this one's a tricky one. Not a tricky one in the sense, but the answer 
is tricky. Okay. So this one's Rush Tutties. Who's the all-time Rush Tutties leader? You should, and number one should be a pretty easy. Is it is it Walter Payton? No, it's Emmett Smith. Emmett Smith. Okay. Who's number two? Is this where it gets tricky? Yeah. Because number one was tricky. Um, Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Hmm. That's a good question. I would bet you five bucks you won't get it. Adrian Peterson. Ladanian Tomlinson. Ladanian Tomlinson. Wow. LT. Yes. Tight end. Yeah. He. What? <laughs> Tight no. end. Running back. Yeah. <laughs> the aces hit me a little hard here. <laughs> yeah. LT. Man, he did have those like two career setting. I should have known Years. that. Yeah. Yeah. In San Diego. Yeah. Marcus Allen, Marcus Allen is in third. Oh, yeah. 123. So Emmett Smith has 164, which is fucking lots. That is a lot. So on to the receiving category. Okay. Who is all-time leader in receptions? Uh, Jerry Rice. Yes. Okay. 1,549. Who's number two? Um... Chris Carter. Larry Fitzgerald. Wow. 1,421. Holy shit. Who's number three? Um, Chris Carter. Tony Gonzalez. <laughs> Go! 1,325. I'm Tony Gonzalez? <laughs> <laughs> I'm Tony Gonzalez. <laughs> okay, number four will surprise you, but you mentioned his name earlier in the pod. Mentioned his name earlier in the pod. Yes. I don't remember what I said five minutes ago. Uh, Terrell Owens? Jason Witten. Jason. Yes. Oh, shit. 1,226. Fuck. All right. Receiving yards, all-time leader. Receiving yards, all-time leader? Probably Jerry Rice as well. Jerry Rice as well. Yeah. Yes. Number two? Um, not. Uh, sure. Randy Moss. Larry Legend. Legendary Larry the Legend. <laughs> Legendary Larry, yes. Oh, wow. Uh, number three? Hmm. All-time receiving All time. yards? Oh, shit. Um, I don't know. Isaac Bruce. T.O. Terrell, I said <laughs> earlier. Yeah. <laughs> number four, Randy Moss. Okay. And then to close out, Beverly Family Feud. I don't know if you would have won any money. Beverly Mental Anguish. <laughs> receiving tutties all time. All time reception all time. touchdowns. Uh, I thought that was Jerry Rice. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Number two. Um. Randy Moss. Yes. Wow. Number three. Uh. Larry. Legendary Larry. Terrell Owens. Terrell. T O. T O. T O. Interesting. Yeah. Fuck. I do enjoy that as as, <laughs> as, yeah. as hard as it is and just like shots in the dark. It is fun. <laughs> That's for sure. Okay. Here's a new theme song from my good buddy Gord. <laughs> and so on and so forth. 
Well, man, he is over here grinding. Oh, and, uh I've been doing lots of grinding. A little little reno going on at the house here. Oh, you got seven projects on the go right now. I know, man. I got projects. I got projects. Trying to stay busy. Trying to sell cutting boards. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Why get, not? Get my cutting board business <laughs> off the ground. My Etsy. In this economy? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You know what? I'm providing high quality kind of yeah, clothes. Yeah, just right. fucking sanding them, wearing your Uggs in yeah, your living room. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> dripping cigarette ashes <laughs> on them. Oh man! But I mean, this week's this week's grinder had a hell of a game for his team and a hell of a game for fantasy owners, and that's Mr. Cooper Cup. He had he had a great game first Tampa. You know, Jared Goff looked like the guy who brought them to the Super Bowl two years ago. You know. Mm-hmm. And quietly, another Dick Stank stat, or Dick Simple stat. Yeah. Since Jared Goff's time in the league, the only quarterback that has more wins than him is Tom Brady. That, yeah. Thank you, Sean McVay. <laughs> you brilliant mind. That's brilliant crazy. Mind. Yeah. So, Second leading I mean, Cooper, you know what? He's been hit and miss this, this year for sure, but mm-hmm. he had a hell of a game for the boys on Monday night, prime time. Good Christian boy. And uh, and that's the grind of the week, my friend. Good job, Coop. <laughs> oh, Coop. And Andy, you know, Andy had a great week last week too, got him the win. So, that's that. Yeah, well, let's hope Andy doesn't do so well this week. Marty needs to break his five-game losing streak. <laughs> Who knows? Okay. Um, well, it's time for that part of the pod where we talk about the fearless forecast and the terrible tank cast. Um, Gord, would you like to do the honors? Um, yeah, yeah, I guess. Well, last week in the fearless forecast... I said that Jameis Winston <laughs> would play and have a good game. Let's just say that, okay? Let's just say I said Jameis Winston would play and have a good game. Well, yeah. he did not even play. No, he didn't. Didn't take a snap. Didn't. <laughs> they ran it through Taysom Hill, and and Sean McVay does that. He gives his quarterbacks an opportunity to win. He showed it last year with Teddy Bridgewater, who went I think five for five while Drew Brees was out. Yes, yeah. And he did it again last week with Taysom Hill, and I, I missed. <laughs> I missed. I missed. But you know what? Like that's industry experts across across the globe we're also predicting jabu to have a big day <laughs> yeah you know? yeah so, so it's not like we were out of step <laughs> but we just we were a couple days late on the info yeah a little bit yeah um that was a tough one for the but it was kids. interesting like Taysom, Taysom virtually ignored every other receiver not uh, that wasn't Mike Thomas, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. But you know what? That's what they needed to do to get him going. True. Yeah, they had to get him going. But last year he was he was you know arguably one A to one B to him and DeAndre Hopkins. Oh yeah, absolutely. Right. So he's got the talent there. You know, if if him and Drew are on the same page and they're both healthy, yeah, yeah. you're laughing. So. Yeah. Um. Shit. And my tight end, which is a shot in the dark. Each week. 
Yes, we know 100%. this. 100%. Uh, I just randomly went with TJ Hawkinson, who I said would have 78 yards and a tutty. He got 68 yards. So that's another loss. Um, I'm sitting at 3-9. and nine. Not at all. But don't you dare cry out loud. You keep that inside. <laughs> I am keeping it inside. <laughs> three and eleven. No. Uh no, I'm three and nine. Three and nine. No? No, you're not. I'm three and eleven? Yeah, you're three and eleven. <sighs> yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry to say that, but uh Yeah. Not a math guy. <laughs> no. No. It's tough to keep track of, right? Uh, who you got this week? This week, I'm uh, I'm hedging my bets, <laughs> if one would say. Okay, so it was a guy we just talked about, and I'm going easiest picks of the week. All right, <laughs> absolute easiest picks, okay. but having good expectations. All right, so I'm going with Mike Thomas versus Denver. All right. And Mr. Taysom Hill, I'm hoping, is just going to funnel him again. <laughs> 130 yards and one tutty, mm-hmm. which is a great day for the guy. Hell of a week. Hell yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Hell yes. Um, running back, <laughs> Dalvin Cook. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yes. Versus Carolina's philosoph defense. Okay. Um, He's going 115 rush yards, rush tutty, 45 receiving yards, receiving tutty. Mm. So I got some parameters to hit, uh, but I'm using the best guys in the league. <laughs> <laughs> so 115 on the ground. Yes. 45 through the air. Through the air. And two touchdowns. And two touchdowns. All right. Interesting. Can I, for the tank, now pick guys on IR? <laughs> <laughs> no, you can't. Oh, shit. Okay. I don't mind it. Um, well, in the tank last week, I said wide receiver T. Higgins against the Washington footballs would be held to under 50 yards receiving no scores. Okay. Well, Higgins was held to just three catches for 26 and no scores. This is a bittersweet tank win. Because it was by and large due to Joe Burrow's injury. Tough seeing the first overall pick and contender for Offensive Rookie of the Year go down. Uh, I mean, I do enjoy getting wins in the tank. uh, But I definitely don't uh, want them to come that way. So, it is what it is, I guess. Tough one. Running back James Robinson was my other tank against the Steelers. And I thought that the Jags running back... Would be held to under 80 yards uh, rushing and no scores. By the skin of my teeth, I secured a second win. (laughs) As Robinson was held to 73 yards on 17 carries and no scores. This result brings my overall record to an outstanding mark of 7-7. Oh my god. 500 for the first time since week one. But don't worry, BFB Resilience. That's what we call them, (laughs) I guess. 
I won't even think about getting confident or cocky with the tank. Uh, I know how easily this house of cards can come crashing down. But we still need to celebrate uh, when it's required. That's a little Will I Am featuring Miley Cyrus, <laughs> French Montana, and Wiz Khalifa. Woo. <laughs> oh man. Um so this week at quarterback, I'm picking Ryan Tannehill against the Indianapolis Colts. <laughs> David <laughs> <laughs> Look after the baby <laughs> Ryan Tannehill boasts an impressive 22 touchdown to 4 interception ratio this season And a 44 touchdown to 10 interception overall mark with his time in Tennessee But week 12 is a huge obstacle as he takes on the stout Colts D for the second time this year just a mere two weeks ago, this D held him to 147 yards and one touchdown, which was good for 10.78 points. Indianapolis has given up the third fewest fantasy points to quarterbacks this year. And with both these teams coming into this huge divisional matchup at 7-3, I would expect that the Colts D is fired up and that the Titans will be riding their war pony, Derrick Henry, as much <laughs> as possible. <laughs> I think Tana Thrill... Will be held to under 220 yards, only one score, either passing or rushing. Um, yes, the war pony. <laughs> either passing or rushing? I don't know if you can either on the tank. Whoa. One score. He could run it in or he could throw it in. Okay. You were okay. legit arguing me, arguing me, <laughs> with, arguing with me about this 30 minutes ago about Cam Slam Newton. <laughs> What's the, what's the matter? <laughs> Teams don't really that's care true, how it comes, true. right? Okay. That's true, that's so true. this team, Marty Incorporated, <laughs> don't care how it comes. Fearless Incorporated. Yeah. At tight end, I got Jared Cook against the Broncos. Jared Cook and the Saints have ha have a Week 12 matchup against the Broncos, who have allowed the 12th most receptions to tight ends at 51, uh, but have given up the six fewest fantasy points to tight ends. I guess figure that one out. Uh, they've only given up two touchdowns to tight ends uh, they've faced this season. In fact, the most yards they've allowed to this position was 62 to Hayden Hurst in Week 9. Add in the fact that Cook has seen a mere six targets in his last three games, Oof. and he has Taysom Hill under center, who, has, who only has eyes for can't guard Mike. Expectations are low for Cook, and I think that he'll be held to two or less catches. Under 25 yards receiving. No touchdowns. And that be the tank. And that's the tank. Mmm, baby. <sighs> Nervous. <laughs> Should be. Yeah, big time. <laughs> you just picked the two best players in the league. I exactly They did. better, they better. <laughs> this will be the week they don't. <laughs> oh, well. Should we uh, run through the leagues quickly? Or? Do you want to do buds and duds? Oh, yeah, I guess we can do buds and duds. Um, I had the, uh, had the buds this week. No. Yes, he did. I did have buds. Yep. QB, Deshaun Watson 
uh, versus New England. Had a hell of a game. He's had two hell of a games in two weeks in a row. Yeah. Um, 344 pass yards, two pass studies, six rush attempts, 36 rush yards, and a rush score. Great week for owners. Going into the, you know, getting into the playoff. Yeah, jostling for position. Exactly. Um, your boy, my boy, everybody's boy, Mr. Adam Conai, COVID-19. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, had a hell of a game in uh, week 11. 11 targets, 8 receptions, 123 yards, 2 receiving tutties, 28 points. Woo! <laughs> um, Dalvin Cook. Unreal week. A hell of a game against Dallas. 27 rush attempts, 115 rush yards, rush tutty. Five targets, five receptions, 45 receiving yards, but he did lose a fumble. Nah, give it to the kids. <laughs> um, and then tight end, he's the only one we can ever pick. Travis Kelsey had another fucking unreal game. Uh, he had four pass yards, <laughs> 10 targets, eight receptions, 127 receiving yards, and a receiving score. Give it to the guy. He's mm. He's been great for fantasy owners. He's the only tight end that has been. Yeah. Most consistent. Um, at duds, at quarterback, I've got Matty Ice Ryan against the New Orleans Saints, 7.2 points. Although Matty Ice did throw for 232 yards, he never found the end zone. He was picked off twice. Ryan has had a fairly consistent season, but he had a tough one last week. His number one guy, Julio, was battling hamstring tightness. So fantasy players have already seen... Ryan, when the Falcons offense, uh, what they do without Jones. And frankly, it's terrible. Ryan has finished in the three games that he's missed as quarterback 27, quarterback 23, and quarterback 26. Oof. I, when he's either been absent or, absent or limited. Uh, and then getting sacked eight times didn't help either. Uh, at wide receiver, Juju Smith-Schwuster. <laughs> Against the Jacksonville Jaguars, 1.9 points. What looked to be like a surefire points game for Smith Schuster and fantasy managers alike turned into a dud. Now, although the matchup was favorable, it was Claypool and Deontay Johnson who were the major point getters for the Steel Curtain. A lot of mouths to feed in Pittsburgh, and you never know who's going to get the love, but you got to play all of these pass catchers and hope for the best, basically. Yeah, You're not sitting a, any of them. It's a, it's a crapshoot. Exactly. I try. I tend to stay away from Pittsburgh receivers. It's tough. It's tough. But although I, I uh, in the Triple F, I have Deontay Johnson, and when he's healthy, he's been fucking great. Yeah. I at one point this season, I was trying to offload him, hmm. and I'm glad I didn't because he's now that he's healthy, he's been one of my most consistent guys. Um, at running back, Ronald Jones the second against the Los Angeles Rams, two point four points. Feast or famine when it comes to Jones. In fantasy this year, you never know what role he's going to have, the touches he's going to get, or if he'll be benched for his disease of fumbleitis. <laughs> it was a tough week for Rojo. Just enough for me to win, though. Yeah, exactly. Just enough for me to beat Mr. Donnie McDaniel. <laughs> yeah. At tight end, Logan Thomas against the Cincinnati Bengals. 0. 0.8 points. He was targeted five times. He made two catches. For six yards. And I uh, started him. <laughs> <laughs> Brutal day for Thomas. He also had a drop and a pass batted away. Surprisingly, or maybe not, uh, this wasn't even Thomas's worst game of the year. 
he put up 0.8 points against Baltimore in week four and then followed that up in week five with 0.4 against the Rams. Uh, oh, Lord. <laughs> this position, my goodness. And those are the duds of the week. Well, now we get into Now that. we go into the leagues. Now we go into the leagues. Where are we touching first? Well, we'll hit the 41st. Okay. Um... Valley View Vices took down the Sweatpants Bonaires, 138-81. to Johnny had a great game. Um, Vices sit in 7th right now. Boners are in 10th, having a bit of a rough season. The Degenerates beat the Butt Pirates, 112-79. to uh, Shaner sits in 2nd. Chris is in 6th. Cowtown Killers in 5th beat the Eastlake Scoundrels. 110 to 100. Big win for Feldy. Big win for Feldy. Feldy sits in fifth. Um, the Strathcona Coronas beat Careless Whimper 132 to 95. Pretty good game for old Andy Boy there, too. Yeah. Uh, Andy sits in third, and Johnny's in ninth. Kitten Boy beat Regent Adjective 81 to 57. Barn Burner. Four, uh, Kitten Boy sits in fourth, and Nige sits in twelfth, as he has been all year. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Locked in. Um, but don't worry, I'm challenging you. And then the the premier matchup of the week: <laughs> the Rundle Hard Hats and the Beverly Blazers. And the Hard Hats ground one out, eighty three to seventy six. Fuck. On the backs of two guys, city working. Yeah. <laughs> Well, Marty gets in his own way yet again. And uh, leaves Tannehill on the bench because he thinks it's a bad matchup. Starts PJ Walker instead. And loses by 10 points, the exact differential of those two players. Wins win. Hard hats sit in eighth, and uh, the Blazers sit in 11th. The longest winning streak in the N40L belongs. Well, it did belong. To the Butt Pirates, but they lost last week to the Degens, so Chris's impressive streak came to an end. We now turn our attention to the newest streak holder, none other than the Strathcona Coronas, who have put up three straight. Look for that to grow as four as they take on me this week. (laughs) Question for GM Andy. Now that you've moved, is a name change in order for this franchise? Your adoring public waits with bated breath for your answer. The longest losing streak... Uh, five straight losses for John Skidmarks <laughs> oh, yeah. and my mud bucket suckers. <laughs> no excuses, just terrible. Even worse, I know John is going to snap his streak this week because he takes on the hard hats. And I'm going to be left all alone with this terrible and dubious honor. Purely budgetary. It's not personal. Ah, I'm gonna kill myself! <laughs> wow. I'm going to kill myself and it's your fault! <laughs> yeah, it's been tough sledding. So oh, I think man. that losing streak's going to six. And it finally happened. Gord has surpassed Johnny with a whopping 41 moves. <laughs> Surprisingly... The Vices didn't make a single move over the past week and stayed at 40. Congrats, Gordo. You finally take the lead, all while keeping your deep partner and waiver warrior buddy, 
close by. Impressive stuff. <laughs> Johnny, Friday, oh. 41, 41 40 crazy, crazy, crazy shit. Uh, yeah, made a few moves, made a few moves, but whatever, you know, clawing my way back into contention, maybe. <laughs> we'll see. All right. Well, in the triple F, uh, we had the Canabanias handing worse than the Jets their umpteenth loss. I don't know. They don't have a win. Uh, they beat them 126 to 70 rather handily. The Banyas sit in ninth. Jets are perennially in 12th forever and ever. Uh, the Bell Reeve Bulldogs have taken over first place in the Triple F with a big win, 154 to 141 over oh, the Grosvenor Poor Buttons. Bacon. Man. Poor Bacon. He has a good game. 141 points and he doesn't even get the dub. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Sorry, Bakes. You sit in 11. Sean Watson, 35. Keenan Allen, 30. Clyde Edwards Hilaire, 20. Claypool, 13. Cooper Cup, 24. And he loses. <laughs> well, it helps that uh, Cass had Thielen for 32. Hill for 25. Dalvin Cook for 26. Samaje Ahmed. Yeah. Oh, Salvan. Salvan. Samaje. No, you just picked up Samaj oh, yeah. P. Ryan. <laughs> you just picked him up today. <laughs> yeah, it was a quick move. Oh, shit. Okay. The River City Rough Riders, good guy Rob, 133 winners over the Trouser Snakes to 109. Uh, River City moves into fourth. Trouser Snakes drop to fifth. I Pity the Foles had a big win over the Idlewild Waps, 127 to 95. The Foles are climbing back in sixth and Sixth place, final spot in the April playoffs. The WAPs are sitting on the edge at seventh. The Rundle Ramosas, boy, what a win! <laughs> what a win! A squeaker. One twenty-six to one twenty-four over the Nine Rivers and Counting, thanks to Ronald Jones's one point nine points. <laughs> Gord somehow wins. He got two point something. Sits in third place. Uh, Rivers drops down to second. And my Old Town Tokes busted out a win. 103-91 to 91 against Johnny Schmiller's team. I'm in 8th place while Johnny sits in 10th. Uh, PJ Walker started that game as well. But <laughs> thank goodness I had Deontay Johnson for 21 points. Kenyon Drake who gave me 14. And the Miami D who gave me 12. Woo, baby. Oh, baby. Looking at those leagues, um, the longest streak... Winning streak belongs to good guy Rob and his River City Rough Riders. They put together five nice games in a row and after a convincing win over the Trouser Snakes, Robbie shed the burden of mentor Gord <laughs> looming over him all the time and criticizing every one of his moves last season. I was season. never looming. And now look at him. He's flourishing on his own. This is a team to look out for in the A-Pool playoffs. That is for certain. So you gotta see what's gonna happen. Welcome to the fucking show. <laughs> Welcome to the fucking show. Welcome to the show. The longest losing streak belongs to worse than the Jets, obviously. Uh, 10 straight losses, 0 wins, 12th place. Uh, unbelievable what's going on. Yeah, well, that team sure did suck last night. 
They just plain sucked. I've seen teams suck before, but they were the suckiest bunch of sucks that ever sucked. <laughs> Fuck. But you know what? What do you expect? You sell off your whole your whole team for draft picks. Fine with the punishment, I guess. I guess. It was a bit of a quiet week for the Ramosas. <clears throat> they only made one move. <laughs> but wouldn't you know it, their lead was already so big that even with that, they still lead the league in transactions. <laughs> Title holder in both leagues, Gordon has asserted himself as the undisputed champion of roster flux and turnover. But hey, he's always been one to try something at least once, am I right? <laughs> so why would fantasy be any different? C-Rob sits in second with 21, and the WAPs are in third with 20. <sighs> well, I'm having a good year, though. <laughs> Moving lots of guys around on the bench. Yeah, you are. Yeah, <laughs> Just because. Yeah, exactly. Picking them up so guys can't. <laughs> spite. Spite oh, adding. Yeah, spite adding. Spite adding and dropping. Oh, shit. Cool. Well, that brings us to the end of our episode. Yeah, it's wrapped up. I mean, you know, the boys are running out of stories. <laughs> so, I mean... Yeah, story time might have to take a hit for a couple weeks. But... Oh, for sure. And I think like if we were out doing stuff, it would be a little stories different. would develop or playing hockey or shit like that. But we got nothing. We got nothing. <laughs> Legit. I I go to work and I see Gord. <coughs> what a life! It's uh, it's quite the life we live, Maddie. It is. It but is. episode forty-one, another episode in the books, boys. Right in the money, right in the wheelhouse. Two two hours, eight minutes. Yeah, not even bad. Yeah. Gentle gentle listen. Of course. And as always, thanks for tuning in, supporting the pod. And um I'd like to finish off by just saying there's a few listeners out there. We'd love to hear from you. <laughs> it's it's been a full almost a full season <laughs> and we haven't heard from our commissioner, good Kel. No. Our good buddy, the good doctor Nige. No. You know? Uh you know, Stu? It's where true. are you? Yeah. The Ramosas. The he was the creator of the Ramosa. He was the creator. We need to hear of from the these guys. So you know, Johnny, miss you guys. We want to hear from our from our loyal uh, from our resilience. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, resilience. <laughs> oh baby. All right, boys. Okay, well, always a pleasure. We'll see you next week. Peace out. Dog John, nah, nah. Say my name, say my name. No one is around you. Say, baby, I love you. You ain't running game. Say my name, say my name. You acting kind of shady. Ain't calling me baby. Why the sudden change? Say my name, say my name. If no one is around you. Say, baby, I love you. You ain't running game. Say my name, say my name. You acting kind of shady. Ain't calling me baby. Better say my name. Other day, I will call. You would say, baby, how's your day? But today, it ain't the same. Every other word is a huh, yeah, okay. Could it be that you are at the crib with another lady? If you took it there, first of all, let me say, I am not the one to sit around and be played. So prove yourself to me. I'm the girl that you claim. Why don't you say the things that you said to me yesterday? I know you say that I was doing things. Something's going down, that's the way it seems.
said you just got in the house It's hard to believe that you are at home by yourself When I just heard the voice, heard the voice of someone else Just this question, why do you feel you gotta lie? Getting caught up in your game when you cannot say my name I know you say that I ever saw a thing Something's going down, that's the way it seems